0: This episode of Time for Lunch is brought to you by the wonderfully Michigan Montmorency Tart Cherries. Learn more at ChooseCherries.com. Welcome to Time for Lunch. This is a place to learn about eating, cooking, enjoying, and sometimes playing with your food. Each episode, we're covering a new subject. I'm Hannah Forden.
1: And I'm Harry Rosenblum. Join us for lunch every week here on Heritage Radio Network.
0: It's time for lunch! We have a very special guest here for lunch today, and it's up to you to guess who they are and what the theme of today's episode is. Are you ready? What shape are you? I
1: look like a tiny tree.
0: Hmm. What color are you?
1: Usually green, but sometimes purple.
0: Are you grown or made? I grow. Oh, are you a fruit, vegetable, grain, or animal?
1: I'm a vegetable that's the flowering head and
0: stalk of a plant. What part of the world do you come from?
1: I trace my roots to Italy 2,000 years ago.
0: Wow. And how are you grown?
1: My stalk comes out of the ground with leaves all around it.
0: And how do people like to eat you? Often steamed,
1: but I'm great roasted in soup, or even raw in a salad. Can you guess what I am? Broccoli! Before we get started learning about broccoli, let's hear some jokes. What's a
2: Knuckle sandwich? It's a punchline! What's a broccoli's favorite joke? A knock-knock joke? What's a broccoli's favorite kind of music? I don't know! What is a broccoli's favorite kind of music?
1: Rock and roll! Hannah, do you know the difference between broccoli and
0: boogers? No. what is the difference between broccoli and boogers?
1: A lot of kids don't eat
0: broccoli. Ha! (laughs) Now it's time for our question of the day. The answer to this question is somewhere in this episode, so listen carefully. Where was broccoli first cultivated? That means grown by humans. The answer is somewhere in this episode, so listen carefully and see if you can find it. Hannah, do you have any stories about broccoli? So when I was growing up, I had a cat who was very creatively named Kitten. And Kitten loved vegetables. She loved all types of vegetables. So she liked asparagus and string beans, but most of all, she loved broccoli. And she would sneak up to the table and with one paw, drag broccoli off of my plate and onto the floor where she would eat it. And as a kid... Sometimes I needed some convincing to eat my broccoli, so I would sneak her the last bits that I didn't want to finish eating. (laughs) How about you? Uh, There's a page
1: from one of my favorite books from childhood. Do you know Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs?
0: I love
1: that book. So there's one of the pages that I always remember where the only food that comes out of the sky was broccoli all overcooked.
0: How do you like to cook? Cook broccoli.
1: I like broccoli lightly steamed with sharp cheddar cheese melted on top. It makes me feel like a giant when I eat broccoli because they're like tiny trees.
0: And who did you find to learn more about broccoli for this episode?
1: I called Ben Shute. He's a farmer and I've been a member of his CSA for many years.
3: Thanks for calling Hardy Roots Farm. Our farm market Hello, I'm Ben Shute and I run a farm called Hardy Roots Community Farm in Claremont, New York in the Hudson River Valley. Broccoli is one of the things that we grow and there are certain times of the year that we grow it. So we grow it in the spring and the fall, but we can't grow regular broccoli in the summertime. It's too hot.
1: There are lots of different kinds of broccoli, various shapes and sizes and colors. Some are green and some are purple.
3: There's quite a few different ones that we grow. And the ones that do best in the spring are a little different than the ones that do best in the fall. So we choose ones that in the springtime like the cool weather when they're little tiny seedlings and can do well in that springtime temperature when we plant it in April. And then in the fall, we're planting those plants out in like August when it's really hot. So we want plants that do well when it's hot out and that then can be fine when they grow up and it starts to get cold again
1: broccoli is an annual plant. This means it has to be started again every year from seeds.
3: Broccoli plants start out as a little tiny seedling, just, you know, some little green leaves, kind of hard to tell apart from a lot of other vegetable plants. takes about three months from when the seed is planted until it's time to actually harvest the broccoli. Finally, as the plant gets pretty big and is like maybe up to my waist almost, the some of the leaves, two feet wide or something like that, then that little tiny button that is going to turn into the broccoli head all of a sudden starts to grow really fast and in just the course of maybe a week it goes from being teeny tiny to being a big full-size head of broccoli that's ready to harvest and that's all the broccoli for that plant
1: of course there are bugs and other animals that also like to eat broccoli just like you and me
3: the one animal that seems to want to eat the broccoli is woodchucks and unfortunately, it usually seems like the time that they want to eat that broccoli is when it's a teeny tiny little seedling when it's like just a few inches tall. And at that point, it's like really tender, the the leaves that are growing. And those woodchucks, they'll just come right along and take a big bite and kind of ruin the plant <laughs> and then go along to the next plant and take a big bite and kind of ruin it. But once the plants get bigger, we don't really see any of the wild animals eating them. Animals like the deer who we see in the fields, they'd much rather go over and eat some tender lettuce or something like that.
1: This is all so interesting. I wanted to finish up with Ben's favorite way to eat broccoli.
3: My daughters, who are age six and age eight, it's actually their favorite vegetable some kids wouldn't say it's their favorite vegetable but in my house it's the one that everyone always wants to eat we're lucky because we can get it super fresh we can go out to the field and pick some broccoli right right before dinner if we want and just chop it up and boil it in water for about three minutes and when it's so fresh like that the flavor with just a little bit of salt and a little bit of Olive oil is is super delicious, so we don't do anything real fancy with it. We just enjoy the flavor of it being super fresh right out of the, the farm field.
1: Thanks, Ben. It was great to learn about how broccoli is grown. There's more time for lunch after a short break.
0: This episode of Time for Lunch is brought to you by the wonderfully Michigan Montmorency Tart Cherries. Did you know that there are more than 1,000 kinds of cherries in the United States? But there's one extra special cherry called the Montmorency that I want to tell you about. They're tart cherries, which means they're a little sweet and a little sour. Michigan produces about 75% of the U.S. tart cherry production. That's the state that looks like a mitten, way up next to Canada. Montmorency tart cherries are grown on family farms and harvested in late July, early August. It's hard to find them fresh. 99% of tart cherries are processed into dried, frozen, canned, and made into juice. So we can enjoy them all year round. Yum! Montmorency tart cherries are one of America's super fruit, which means they're good for you! Not only are tart cherries delicious, but they provide nutrients and antioxidants that young eaters need to keep their minds and bodies healthy. Learn more about the wonderfully Michigan-grown Montmorency tart cherry at ChooseCherries.com.
1: Welcome back to Time for Lunch. Broccoli was first grown in Italy more than 2,000 years ago, but it wasn't until the 1920s when the Dorigo family started growing broccoli in California and shipping it to Boston and New York that broccoli took off commercially in the United States. The previously unknown food has become one of the most popular vegetables on the American table.
0: The heaviest broccoli on record was grown in Alaska in 1993, and it weighed 35 pounds.
1: Hannah, did you know that broccoli is in the same family as kale, kohlrabi, brussels sprouts, cabbage, and cauliflower?
0: Wow, they're vegetable cousins. You know what, Harry? I'm just about ready for a dance break.
3: (laughs) ¶¶¶¶
1: Thanks to Breakmaster Cylinder for those fun tunes. Now that we've gotten our wiggles out with a dance break, I'm ready for a snack. We have one of our chef friends here to share a super delicious broccoli recipe.
2: Hey, this is Eli Sussman, co-chef and co-owner of Samisa Restaurant in Williamsburg, Brooklyn, along with my brother, Max. And today I'm gonna be sharing with you a recipe for one of our favorite things we make at the restaurant, our broccoli salad. So you're gonna need one pound of cut broccoli, two pounds of cut cauliflower, one pound of Savoy cabbage, but you could use a different type of cabbage if you don't have Savoy, 100 grams of toasted crushed almonds, one bunch of scallions, 100 grams of golden raisins, and 285 grams of the curry cauliflower dressing. What goes in that dressing? Okay, so you're going to need 540 grams of vegan or you can use regular mayonnaise if you'd like, 5 grams of kosher salt, 75 grams of lime juice, 50 grams of mild curry powder, 5 grams of Aleppo pepper, and if you don't have that, don't worry, you can just leave it out, and 30 grams of water. So first off, you're going to start by cutting the cauliflower and the broccoli into florets, about one or two inches in size. You can leave some of the stem on if you want, and then cut the cabbage into about one inch pieces. Toss all that with olive oil and salt and you can roast it on a sheet tray in a preheated oven at about 375 or 400 degrees. Roast it for 20 minutes until it's darkly colored on the edges and just cooked. Remove that from the oven, let it cool in your fridge, and then while that's happening, toast some almonds in a preheated oven at 350 degrees for about 7 to 8 minutes, take them out of the oven, and let those cool completely on the counter. While that's going, mix all the dressing ingredients together. That's going to be the veganese or the mayonnaise, the kosher salt, lime juice, curry powder, Aleppo pepper, if you've got it, and the water. Whisk that all together in a bowl. Once the cauliflower, broccoli, and cabbage is cool, put that in a bowl, add the dressing, add the almonds, and then you're going to add the raisins and the diced scallions. Give it a nice mix with a spoon, and you're ready to eat. Hope
0: you enjoy. Yum. Thank you so much, Eli. You probably noticed that Eli gave the measurements for his recipe in grams. If you need some help converting that into cups, you and your favorite grown-up can check out a website called ConvertUnits.com. Or head over to our Facebook page for a printable version of the recipe.
1: Before we wrap up today's show, we're going to visit the book table and hear a book recommendation.
0: Hi,
2: my name is Moxie, and I'm 10 years old, and I'm from Charlestown, Rhode Island. The book I would like to tell you about today is called Lofcadio, the Lion Who Shot Back by Shel Silverstein. This book is about a lion named Lofcadio, and he takes one of the guns that the hunters had. He keeps testing his aim and getting more bullets from killing hunters. Then one day... A man comes into the forest and tells him that he's going to give him a part in a circus. So he takes him to this big city. The first thing Lafcordia does is ask to go to the tailor shop to get a suit of marshmallows. When he gets back to the hotel that he is staying at, he asks for a bath of marshmallows. That's what I really like about this book. It's really funny. Thank you.
0: At the beginning of the episode, we asked, Where was broccoli first
1: cultivated? That means grown by humans. And the answer is... Broccoli was first grown in Italy more than 2,000 years ago. We listen to a lot of other podcasts, and you should check out The Past and The Curious. They're doing really fun stories about history that you've probably never heard before. You can find them at thepastandthecurious.com. Thanks for listening to Time for Lunch. We'll be back next week with more Tasty Stories. Special thanks this week to Eli Sussman, Moxie, and Frank. The show is written, produced, edited, and hosted by Harry Rosenblum and Hannah Forden, with engineering by Liam Werner. Time for Lunch is a production of Heritage Radio Network, the world's pioneer food radio station. Learn more at heritageradionetwork.org.
0: And please stay in touch. Whether you have a joke you'd like to share, or if you'd just like to tell us what you had for lunch, we would love to hear from you. Send us your recipes, poems, book recommendations, or anything else you'd think we'd like. Ask a grown-up to help you email us at timeforlunchpodcast at gmail.com. And be sure to include your name, age, and your mailing address so we can send you a little something in return. Thanks for listening. We'll be back soon. Thanks for listening to Heritage Radio Network, food radio supported by you. For our freshest content and to hear about exclusive events, subscribe to our newsletter Join our community by becoming a member. Just click on the beating heart at the top right of our homepage. Thanks for listening.
1: This program is powered by Simplecast.